In February, all of a sudden, there's a lot more light, and it's warm light. Snow melts off the roof. The first lambs are born in the barn cellar. The hens start laying. The mare comes into season. And I notice that the geraniums at the window have pushed their stalks up eight inches and covered them with brick pink blossoms. Every day I wake up earlier and my bones crack as I sit up and stretch. When I poke my boot through a drift in the field, I find clover growing green underneath it. Now the sap is running when I drive my sleigh up to the woodlot. I see three young maple bushes deeply scored with new bare scratches. Oh, warm light, couldn't you have waited a little longer? How safe we were in the dead of winter. How gently we dreamed. From Kate Barnes. Hello everyone, I'm Rob McCall and this is the Awanaja Almanac, devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. This is the Almanac for February 22nd to March 1st, 2019, and it's the last quarter of the snow moon. Here are some calendar events for this quarter moon. February 22nd is George Washington's birthday. They say if he'd slept everywhere, they say he did. It's no wonder they call him the father of our country. February 23rd is the birthday of W.E.B. Du Bois in 1868. Du Bois presented an early and thorough indictment of pervasive racism in our country and its threat to the whole body. February 26, 1846 was the birthday of William F. Buffalo Bill Cody, who turned the slaughter of the American bison and the near extermination of the Plains tribes into a profitable show business venture, Buffalo Bill's Wild West Show. Isn't it funny how we can hate others enough to destroy them, and then when they're almost gone, we get all nostalgic about their nobility, and we want trophies to remember them by. Here's some natural events. Former Maine Poet Laureate Kate Barnes writes about February light, which is much like October light bone bright and angled through the trees so that it stirs the geraniums and slants halfway across the room to warm the fire corners. And sure enough, our length of daylight right now is about the same as the third week in October, almost 11 hours and gaining nearly three minutes every day. That doesn't mean it's not cold anymore, because it is, but we're starting to see that rise and fall of thaw in the daytime and freeze at night, which starts the maple sap to surging and our hearts to singing. Here's a rank opinion. The swampland located in the lower Potomac River Basin has been the subject of more study and analysis than virtually any other ecosystem on Earth. New findings are reported just about every minute, largely reinforcing what we know already, that this sort of environment of corruption and decay has the potential to absorb nearly every form of life that inhabits it, 
or even ventures into it for a short time. And also that it can spread to other formerly pristine environments, causing them to decay as well. This process of decay is accelerated in the presence of money and secrecy. Potomac Swamp has so far overwhelmed all of the half-hearted efforts to drain it and clean it up. Two simple measures have yet to be tried, namely increasing the levels of sunlight and oxygen and decreasing the levels of money. Here's a mountain report. This mountain report is taken from the Awanajo Almanac of February 1999, exactly 20 years ago this week. The other day on the mountain, I happened to be entering the Wisdom Woods. After a few steps, I was suddenly hailed and challenged by a boulder just east of the trail. The boulder was not large, or at least the part of it that was visible above the ground. In shape, the stone resembled a mountain peak with sloping sides, like Mount Hood or Fujiyama. And when I say that the boulder challenged me, I'm not speaking poetically or metaphorically. A strong message came across the distance from this boulder to me and halted me in my tracks, stymied me, overwhelmed my thoughts. Its message was that it insisted on being viewed immediately, that is, without any thought that I had ever had before. It did not allow me any prejudice or preconceived notion of it. Only later did I understand that a moss-covered boulder was tearing down the wall of hostility between us. And finally, a couple of seed pods to carry around with you. The first uh, from a Papago woman recorded by the anthropologist Francis Densmore. Where the mountain crosses on top of the mountain, I do not myself know where. I wandered where my heart and my mind seemed lost. I wandered away. And for Pip, from Pipikwas, the Wabnaki poet, thoughtful snow is, it falls on everyone equally. the almanac for this quarter moon but don't take it from me go out and see for yourself <laughs>